I'm Lee. And I'm Lauren. And you're listening to Saturation Italicized on Weagle 91.1 FM. Tune in live at 9 p.m. on Tuesdays for your weekly dose of art and design. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hello, beautiful listeners. You are listening to Saturation Italicized on WEGL 91.1 FM. I'm your host, Lee. I'm Lauren. And wait, let me turn on the third mic for a little hello from... Audio Jungle. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the official bard of Baldwin County. Hello. That was so good. Thank you. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's incredible. If I didn't see you right now, I would think that was a real animal in this studio It's Obby. He's here. It's Obby. Oh, my God. It's Obby. He's here. He's gesturing. He's, you know, you can't hear him. He doesn't talk. He just does the... Have you ever thought about doing um, voice acting before, Bard? I really want to. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie and say <laughs> I've never have. It's always been one of those things that I've always really wanted to do. But I feel like I, I don't. I don't know if I have the chops to do it for any sustained amount of time. No, that's such a lie. I heard your like outro to your show for the first time the other day. <laughs> um, oh my gosh! I was sitting in the car with Luke. And like, we were just sitting there, like, cracking up at it. Have you heard it before, Lauren? No, I haven't. It's very silly. It's, it's it's kind of, it's a lot of, <laughs> it's a lot of that. They play Love a it. witch. Like, you're voice acting a witch. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> it's very silly. It so, is very silly. Speaking of silly things, let's have some silly little topic time. Okay, so our first topic is going to be related to the Oscars. Did either of y'all watch it? Um, I watched some of the acceptance speeches, and uh, I looked at the fashion, but I didn't watch the actual show. Okay, yeah, I haven't watched it either. I never watch it. I normally look at the fashion, but I haven't yet. Um, but today we're going to talk about some no- some Oscar-nominated films that used some Adobe Suite programs. So the programs that they use include Premiere Pro, Photoshop, After Effects, Illustrator, and Adobe Substance 3D. <laughs> which I've never heard of and have no idea what it is. But they also said they use, like, Frame.io. I don't know if that's how you say it, but that's what they also use, and I also don't know what that is. But they were used to create, edit, and collaborate on the films that made the editing process convenient, accessible, and efficient. So the Adobe Creative Cloud Senior VP Ashley Still says... Adobe continues pushing the boundaries of innovation to unlock the future of filmmaking, empowering our customers to create in new mediums and collaborate in new ways from anywhere. So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, I'm going to talk about four different movies that were nominated that, in- that use the Adobe software. And first, we're going to talk about one of my favorite movies, Everywhere, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Have y'all seen that? Yes. Oh my gosh. I have not. I know I I very much need to. That was like a stab to the heart. It is such a good movie. Um, It was edited by Paul Rogers and he used like his team at Parallax Post. He used Premiere Pro, After Effects, and Frame.io. And it earned 11 nominations including Best Film Editing and Best Picture. So they used a lot of effects on that. And then on Top Gun Maverick, the film UI designer, which first of all, didn't know films had a UI designer. (laughs) That seems kind of weird, but they do. Um, Their name is Jace Hansen, used After Effects and Illustrator to supplement the interior shots of the aircrafts by designing and animating the realistic cockpit, speed, and command center displays. 
So that's kind of crazy. I don't understand how you use Illustrator for that. I feel like it was used for like the little dials and stuff on like, like it, you know? Yeah, that's like, you're right. I wonder if there was any like, because obviously there's a big, the, the U.S. military has like a big hand in all that stuff. Like mm-hmm. with Transformers, there was like a lot of like grants from the Department of Defense or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if they had to get in a third person to just like make fake you know ui design for a fighter jet or whatever exactly i'm interested to see like how do you even go about that that seems so complicated like that seems like a logistical nightmare to figure out how to do that i don't yeah i don't really understand how you would so if if they used illustrator to make the dials and the buttons also do i sound normal to y'all yeah i sound sound weird in my head i feel like i sound weird too so maybe it's just yeah Anyways, um, Bard's gonna check it out. <laughs> we have the program engineer. Is that is that Station your title? Engineer. Station engineer. Um, but what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, with the illustrator doing like the dials and such, I I don't really understand how they made it like move move movement. I get well. I guess they would have imported it into After Effects and moved it that way and then put it into the movie. And that way everything's yeah. scalable. You know, you're yeah. not, you're not yeah. dealing with rasters or anything. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. Because in my head earlier, I was thinking, like, I feel like Photoshop would be the easiest to use for that. But, yeah, ras- you yeah. would be using vector images. Yeah. Um, just graphic design stuff, rasterized va- vectors, all that fun stuff. But, um, yeah, Top Gun earned six nominations, including Best Visual Effects and Best Picture. And then Fire of Love. Have either of y'all seen that? Mm-mm. It's a National Geographic documentary film. Mm. Um, and it also used, like, a lot of effects. The effects artist Kara Blake used Photoshop and After Effects um, post-production and editing. And it earned an editing award at Sundance. And then it was nominated at the Oscars for Best Documentary Film, Feature Film. And then finally, we have Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. It also used the Adobe Creative Cloud. Um, the digital domain texture lead artist Sarah Cosme, which that's such a long job description, but her team used Adobe Substance 3D to polish the visuals. So it said that they created armies in digital environments from scratch, beginning just at the textures of everything. Oh, my gosh. Jeez. I just, I want to know how long that takes. That sounds like such a headache. But it earned five nominations at the Oscars, including Best Visual Effects and Best Costume Design. So and they use, it's working for them. They use Substance 3D. Yes. I looked that up. Yeah, and tell it's, us about it. You know how, like, when people say Adobe Creative Cloud, they're referring to the programs that come in the Creative Cloud, like mm-hmm. in a batch, like Illustrator, Photoshop, mm-hmm. all of those. So... Adobe Substance 3D is that same concept where Adobe Substance itself is like the equivalent of Adobe Creative Cloud, but it's all 3D programs. Interesting. Mm. So there's a bunch more programs that like come with that. What? Um, This might be a dumb question, but what major even uses that? I guess it would have to be some sort of film major, I guess. I guess. Um, Like a motion graphics kind of thing. Motion graphics? Or I wonder if um, different types of engineers might use it Yeah. for 3D models. And I feel like a lot of people who go into... I I, I don't think we have the program here specifically, but like game design programs. Yeah. You know, like that kind of thing. You're you're only going to be working in 3D. True. That is crazy. It's... I 
surprised like we have never heard anything about it yeah exactly it's also not offered in auburn's creative cloud subscription oh so huh i'm sure that's partially interesting it. yeah it already just like looking at a screenshot of what the program looks like i'm already scared <laughs> Wait, let me see. Let me see. <laughs> like what what is that the amount of times oh, I've told myself bar. that I'm going to learn Blender and then I open up <laughs> Blender and I'm like, actually, no. Yeah, some of the programs that. are just too scary. You have to close after yeah. you open them. After Effects already kind of gives me hives oh, looking at it. Yeah, I don't Notoriously, blame I tried learning After Effects <laughs> four separate times on my own. Like, and not even like on my own. I'm talking about like I would sit down for hours at my job where like oh, professional development's part of like yeah. our job description. I would sit down, I would do LinkedIn learning courses, I would do the Adobe courses they offered and I would do YouTube tutorials. And like I tried this like on four separate occasions and didn't end up being able to use it until I had a class. Like literally my last project was using it. And um then it was like, okay, but only because I had like looked at it myself so many times. I was like, I more or less have the idea, but actually creating stuff without like a teacher present or a professor present is so hard. Yeah. Yeah. There, uh, I took, I took intro to digital art here. I, I've like, I've, I've had the fortunate, uh, ability to just take a bunch of electives mm -hmm. because I've like, my degree is just really short. <laughs> um, and they offer a intro to digital art course and I got lucky to take it with like the coolest, most chill dude ever. <laughs> and, uh, like he, his whole intro to after effects is like, yeah, we're just going to throw a bunch of PNGs in there <laughs> and we're going to make a move and we're going to do camera stuff and, and really sky's the limit. You know, you, if you want to get weird with it, get weird with it. And so, you know, I still don't really know what to do, but like just kind of having that throwing you into the deep end of the pool kind of deal is, I don't know, it's oddly helpful. Yeah, that's kind of what you have to do with After Effects, I feel yeah. like. You really just have to jump in, drown, and then you, eventually you'll come back up. Photoshop and, like, Premiere and, like, even, like, the audio stuff, like, Audition is, mm -hmm. they're all, they're all, like... Audition's really intuitive, it I really feel like. is. At I least for like, the stuff I have to do. And if you it. know anything about Premiere, or even if you know anything about, like, Photoshop, yeah, I, feel like it, exactly. I feel like they transfer really well. Exactly. I feel like they transfer really well, but where they don't transfer well is to After Effects. Yeah. Like, I feel like the learning curve just gets way steeper. It's so mm -hmm. whack. Yeah. Some of the shortcuts are different. That's what I don't like. I don't like that the shortcuts are different between the yeah. programs. I It kills me, too, that, like, the maybe not the majority, but a huge part of using these programs is just knowing the shortcuts for things. Or so you can't, true. You literally cannot do some stuff. It's true. And it just makes it so much slower. Mm -hmm. Like, you can work so much faster if you're just using the shortcut keys. I love the shortcut keys. I do, too. Um, I had something something to say about the the actual thing we're talking about oh every everything everywhere all at once this wasn't what i was going to say earlier but oh my gosh wow i'm so happy that the um oh my gosh what's his name now the indiana jones actor yes i don't know his name either but the, he his, got the oscar from harrison Ford. yes yeah. yes that no. and his acceptance heart. speech. I didn't hear it. Oh, I you have to, to look up his acceptance. It's so speech. sweet. It's his so sweet. his performance and everything everywhere all at once like made me cry. So good. He his was, like, whole story is just so heartwarming. He's a really good like happy actor. Yeah, I guess if that makes sense. Um, but to bring it full circle, I guess it's crazy to me that like on like actual like movies like multi-million billion dollar movies are using the same programs that like that's what i it. thought that's what i thought too like what's up with that that's crazy and i don't know it's 
it just doesn't feel like the stuff that like not to say that what we're creating is bad or anything I, I don't think that but like the stuff we're creating is like I, I, it's not up to par but it's still like in it's the like same lower vein. stakes yeah 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 as as these like amazing pieces of art like works of art um it's I it's a very nice feeling I think for Auburn students here to be like you know more or less like we're getting tra- trained like yeah the way we should be to go into these creative fields true I will say there is a weird uh disconnect at least in the stuff that I've seen in the music program Again, I'm not in the music program, but I have told I've been like adopted into the composition <laughs> and technology uh, program, which is very, which is a very nice feeling. But um, they, like a lot of pro studios, use a software called Pro Tools, and like Auburn only teaches on Logic, which is like mm-hmm. an Apple exclusive uh, mm-hmm. digital audio workstation, and like it's weird because there are tons of these like bedroom producers and stuff that make all these amazing sounds, you know, all these amazing songs and stuff using logic. But like, it's weird that this multi thousand dollar university is not teaching on like, what is effectively the Mm -hmm. industry standard and everything's become so democratized. But like, if you want to go work in a studio somewhere, you got to know how to use pro tools and they're not teaching it, which is weird. That That is sad. It's a new program though, right? Pro Tools has been around forever. No, the 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 major here. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, very new. Yeah, it's like, I think it got started like around the time that all three of us got here. Yeah, hmm. or maybe even after. Yeah, I think it was our it was our first year. Yes, it was I think our first you're right. year that it like opened up because I knew someone who was gonna switch over into it, then he just dropped out. <laughs> good Fair for enough. good for him. Good for him, honestly. Um, but. Uh, also, going back to what you were saying about one of the the texture, what, what was the actual That's, title of that? Um, Digital domain texture lead artist. Yeah, movies crack me up. Yeah, they have, they have so many people working on them. They're so big. No, you have to have I... these tiny roles. But it, could you imagine being like, oh, I worked on everything everywhere all at once. I did the texture. In yeah, the movie. literally. <laughs> what does that mean? But I guess like you really do need all the little cogs of the yeah. machine. And so all the little cogs have got to have super niche titles yeah. for their super niche like purpose. I don't know. That's why, because I originally, when I first started at Auburn, I was a film major, or visual media studies is what it's called here. Um, But that's, like, one of the things that drew me away from it is I was, like, there's not ever going to be a way that I can, like, have my fingers in every little pie that's in a movie. And I don't want that. If I'm not controlling everything I'm doing, I don't want to do it. (laughs) That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that would deter me from that major, too. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, just, uh, this is no Tino shade to that major if anyone is in it who's listening but I noticed just also like from the short time I was in it it seemed to be a lot about like sports media sports Mm -hmm. and film like or like hype videos you know what I mean and that's you know which that has its own little corner of the world but that's not really our corner no it's not my corner yeah um well this seems like the perfect little break to go to ad break um so you'll be right back to Saturation Italicized on WEGL 91.1 FM. Don't go anywhere. We're back. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> Only the most utmost professionalism here in the WEGL 91.1 studio <laughs> audio that, jungle. That happened last <laughs> week, too. Last week, Lauren and I were sitting here alone, and we were just chatting, and then we look up, and we're like, oh, wait, it's silent in here. But in 14 weeks of doing this, yeah. we didn't. That's pretty good. That's, that's only that's good. only that's, that's only two out of fourteen. Yeah, okay. exactly. One over seven. 
Quick math. Quick math. Thank Quick you math. very much. Um, so now we're just going to jump right in, and I'm going to tell you all about the history of Times New Roman. Mm-hmm. So, you, you know, we know her. We love her. It's Times New Roman. We love her. It's the default essay typeface and just the classic serif. Um, and there's only a few other typefaces in the world that are as accepted as t- Times New Roman. So Times New Roman got its name from the London newspaper called The Times. And back in 1931, they hired a typographer named Stanley Morrison to create a new text font for their newspaper. And they hired an advertising artist called, or named Victor Lardin, and he drew the letter forms under Stanley's supervision. And thus came Times New Roman. It can be characterized by thin, sharp serifs with short brackets. This is all like very typographic anatomy, all that fun stuff. But the lobes and ears of the G are very prominent. um, And there's noticeable terminals on lowercase letters like A, R, J, F, Y, etc. And then they have very tall numbers and our overall have prominent diagonal stress. And so for the next 40, (laughs) 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 we have a Google Doc with all of our information and Lee just changed this part to be in Times New Roman, which is what I should have done from the (laughs) beginning. Well, you Um, talked about the G and I was like, oh, we gotta see that infamous G. No, the G is just so pretty. And everyone makes so much fun of it. They're like, that is not what a G looks like. Oh, no, of course not. And I could never, like, hand draw a G like that. Oh, no, not at all. But, but it's, it's so gorgeous. Pretty. Yeah. I remember, do you remember Professor Bryant asking us our favorite letter form in her type class? Uh, vaguely? I think I said G. I have no Specifically clue what I said. that one. That's just a type professor question for sure. I like Z. Oh, Z's Z is a good one. Z with Z spe- 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 specifically with the horizontal bar. With the little through. horizontal bar through the middle. Yeah. I write I my last write name mine. like that. Nice. Thank yep. you. Thank you Just for your for service. You. Yep. Um, and so the Times used Times New Roman in their printing for the next 40 years. And so since it was used in a daily newspaper for that long, it became quickly popular among pr- other printers of that time. Um, and since then, it has been one of the first of fonts available on, like, new devices, including personal computers, and it has extended its reach even more. And so in, since it was designed for a newspaper, it's pretty narrow so that the newspaper could include more characters per line, um, especially the bold style is, like, very narrow in comparison to other popular serifs. Um, but somebody, so, okay, so I read all this information on a website called Typography for Lawyers, which <laughs> I thought was really weird, but it, it was giving me the history lesson, so I was here for it. But somebody in there wrote, when Times New Roman appears in a book, document, or advertisement, it connotates apathy. It says, I submitted to the font of least resistance. Times New Roman is a, not a font choice so much as the absence of a font choice. That's so real. Wasn't it so good? That's, oh my gosh, I like, that is the perfect way to describe this font. I thought so. It's too. malaise. It's it is, it is post capitalism. <laughs> so, this is why it's like the default font for like legal professions, like periodicals, textbooks, novels, other things with like large bodies of text. They just blindly use it. Whereas designers, we don't use it because, mm-hmm. like, in terms of, like a design standpoint, it's not that great. It's like designed for function and not form. It has no emotion. It's unbiased. It's neutral. So it's overall an unattractive choice to use as like a principal design element. But it's such a classic font. Yeah. So what are y'all's thoughts? Um, 
I just want to say I have not used Times New Roman at all since my junior year of high school. Wow. I, I started writing in E.B. Garamond when I wrote. Okay. <laughs> Why are you laughing at that? <laughs> Why are you laughing at that? <laughs> this is funny. Garamond is also a classic type. Yeah, Garamond's really nice. It's Garamond's a, it's really nice. It's also an epi- apathetic <laughs> font for yeah. sure. Yeah. But I remember like this kid in my writing classes in high school was like, yeah, I always write my poems in blah, blah, blah font. And I didn't, at that point, I was like, we're, we're using other fonts to write our poetry. And I was like, I want to use another font to write my poetry. So, and then I just like E.B. Garamond, so. The wave I've been on most recently. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't no, that was it. Um, I have been using uh, Highway Gothic, which is the, the highway sign font for uh, all of my videography projects. Interesting. Granted, I've done like two of them because I procrastinate. Oh, but I like it. Yeah, right. It's just very, you know, oh I don't God, feel like you like see it. it a lot. Yeah. Um, Do you like the wide version or the condensed <sighs> version? I like, mm, I, I think know, I usually version. use the 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 one that's right above the, the, the wide. I think that's the bold, I think. Yes, I, I can't think remember, so. but. I'd have to look and see exactly. I'd have to go in my Premiere files. I like but it. I like it. It's just it's just kind of it's just kind of goofy looking a little bit. Yeah, it has some character to it for sure. I don't like it. No, I, d- I don't blame <laughs> you. It's like I said, it's weird. But it, well, it's funny that you said it's like goofy because when I was like, why don't I like this? I was like, it looks too silly. <laughs> it's too silly. Looking. It's like it looks perfect on a highway <laughs> sign. That's why I was it, like, yeah, you know, yeah. It I'll does. make I'll take it out of context. Um, I didn't realize that's the. It looks so normal on highway signs, but when you see it on yeah. the computer, it looks different. There's I highway gothic, something. and then there's another one because there's two, and I can't remember for the life of me. Freeway gothic. Was, I think freeway gothic might be the other one. That's really which also funny. just the name. So <laughs> no, cool. literally. Um, but yeah, Times New Roman. Um, I had another. Oh my gosh, what was the other thing I was gonna say about? Uh, someone start talking now. I don't remember. How do you saying. how do you feel about Calibri? Because that is the new I default. Don't like it. I don't I like Calibri it. either. No, Arial's the it. default on Ari- Google Docs, okay, which I heard. love. Arial, hate it for traditional writing. For design, mm-hmm. love it. Yeah, I kind of honestly. On my Google Docs, I kind of feel like Arial is like the absence of a font choice. Mm. Mm-hmm. Whereas so it's like transforming that for me. Arial, okay, you were talking about Tumblr earlier. Mm-hmm. Arial, a bold italicized, the chokehold yeah. it had on Tumblr Absolutely. in 2014. Oh Absolutely. my gosh. Oh my gosh. So um, any of those like lyric, uh, the lyric posts where <laughs> it would be in front of like a like night sky. <laughs> Always oh. aerial heavy. Do you know? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. Yep. How can you? How can you live in 2014 and not have that visual in your head? <laughs> you can't. I still use Arial for a lot of my personal projects because I love the aerial heavy look, and it's really good for um, like I like doing really, really like condensed tracking on my mm-hmm. uh, See, like that personal looks posters. So good like that. They look really good tracked together. I think the thing with aerial is you have to adjust it in some way. Yeah. Like the tracking or yeah. like stretch it or something because I feel like by itself it's just kind of like every the top of all the letters um hit at the exact same place if I'm rem- remembering correctly except for e I think one of like one random letter is like one pixel like higher like the x height yeah is like one pixel taller than every other why was that I don't know and hmm. like you know don't fact check me because it's not like I looked that up and saw it I just remember I was working on a poster one time 
and I was like doing my thing. I was tracking them all together and like they all looked so nice. And then I think it was the E was just ever so slightly sticking up and I was and I had to alter it myself and I was just surprised. Interesting. I, don't, I don't know why that would happen. Um, I don't know. Maybe next week we'll come back with an aerial history. Maybe. And we can. Aerial is a newer font. It is a newer font. Yeah. No, I like it though. But not for. I can't take it seriously for actual writing. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. I've been really into black letter fonts recently. They're so good. (laughs) so cool. Wait, should I know what that is? It's like just that like old medieval looking. Uh, Like the SpongeBob V. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I just love like uh, medieval illustrated manuscripts, like Those that kind so of cool. style. Yeah. And so, like, I don't know. It's like I- I'm thinking about maybe now, <laughs> uh, trying to trying to bring the new wave of, you know, ousting Times New Roman and bringing in some weird black letter font. You do could it. so. You know, do I that. think that I think that if we do this as a cultural collective, <laughs> I think that we can make this change. Yeah, why are y'all not hopping on this? Like, where's our gothic font? It's funny you say that because my friend was using, like, a black letter font in her poster that's due on Thursday. And it's the first time I've seen someone in the program use a black letter type. I like them. I like them, too. They're so pretty. We have a scarcely used. Yeah, we have a mutual favorite typeface designer. You know which one I'm talking about? (sighs) BM Nix. Love him. My king. Um, Mm. He does a... think he's released a few of these that look pretty good the i black think letter? yeah he if probably has he's dipped his he's toes in all of them yeah his fingers are in all the pies bm who bm nicks uh, his instagram's bm.nix um but uh-huh. his he's got very pity pity pretty tight faces. yeah and when he first releases them they're free for like mm-hmm. a day or two so i have a couple of them downloaded Decent and overall they're pretty. just really affordable yeah they are it's they're not so a, pretty it's not an oh no type co kind of deal where mm. all their fonts are extremely expensive no these I are like maybe like five or ten for a typeface but then you can buy like a set yeah oh these are gorgeous and yeah. but every time he releases them he releases them free for a little while which is just nice. Yeah, right? Yeah. What? No, so beautiful. And everything. just the more you scroll down, like, just the prettier they get. Um, I bought one. Really? Which one? I can't remember. I bought it because I was working on, I was, another freelance project I've done that I didn't get paid for. That I spent money on and did not get paid for. Yeah, that's. The, that's, that's one of, what, like 10 billion now? Pay your designers. We're not doing this for free. Please. We're tired and sad. Please. We're tired and sad. <laughs> um, we got to get to an ad break. Uh, but don't go anywhere. This is going to be TV Girl, Birds Don't Sing. And I can't remember what I played. Oh, and earlier it was Covet by Basement. And we're back on time this time, may I add? <laughs> All right. You're so, taking over now, Lee. Yes. Yes. We're going to be talking about... A name no one has heard for a long time. And that is the brand Nokia, as in the indestructible phone. As in the indestructible phone. (laughs) If anyone remembers from the memes back in, like, 2010. Um, But Nokia has had its first rebrand in over 60 years, including a new logo, which Mm. I found really interesting. Um, I saw this scrolling through my, for not my For You page, my Instagram Explore page a couple of days ago that Nokia had a new um, brand identity. And I was very curious to see, like, what that entailed because I didn't really, I thought Nokia kind of, like, I, I thought they went bust, basically. Yeah, I didn't really know they were still a business, respectfully. But they are a successful business. Um, what do they sell now? 
Well, the fin- the Finnish telecoms firm Nokia um, now is in networks and industrial digi- digitalization. So a quote from the Nokia CEO says, in most people's minds, we are still a successful mobile phone brand. I think it was so funny he added successful in there, by the way. They're still a successful mobile phone brand. But this is not what Nokia is about. We want to launch a new brand that is focusing very much on the networks and industrial industrial digitalization, which is a completely different thing from the legacy of mobile phones. I don't know what that means. I'm just going to be honest. I don't know what yeah. network and industrial digitalization means, but that's what they're doing. Um, and when I looked at pictures, there were a lot of wires. Um, Alrighty. So it's got something to do with wires. <laughs> um but on Sunday, Nokia revealed its new brand identity. Sunday, like two days ago? Mm-hmm. Wow. wow. Brand this new. Is this is breaking news breaking on the podcast. News, guys. <laughs> We're breaking this story. Um, yeah, like I said, it was their first desi- uh, logo design in 60 years, nearly 60 years. Um, the company was originally a single paper mill operation, um, and its logo back in 1865 when the company opened was a salmon head. Um the salmon head was representative of where the po- paper mill operation sprang up, which was at the top of a river or spring of some sort um, that had salmon. Um, however, obviously, they have literally nothing to do with paper anymore, so they've changed their logo a good couple of times. Um, however, Nokia actually still does make a couple of phones, even though they're moving away from it, um, which they are going to release with the old logo that came with old phones. Um, the newer logo is for the new innovations in their company, basically. Okay, so it's, like, separate. Yes. So, like, their new logo is, like, I don't even think it's supposedly re- to, supposed to remotely represent phones anymore. Hmm. That's interesting. Imagine if Kia did that with their rebrand. Like, only use it. Like, you know, you would yeah. see the old logo on, like, the old Kia Soul, but mm-hmm. not, like, all their new stuff. Or, like, no, I get exactly what you're saying. Or, like... If they released, for some reason, like, advertisements um, for Kia and they were like, oh, this is one of our old or, like, a model we've had for a while. So, we're going to keep the old logo. But for all of our new models, we'll have the new logo. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I guess I, in that specific instance, I kind of get it. But for releasing new phones and still choosing to to use the new old logo, I mean, like, it's just a strange choice yeah, to me. Yeah, that's a very strange, deliberate choice. I don't know if it's necessarily bad. I think it's just yeah. weird. Yeah, Um. I agree. But yeah, like I said, they're still going to be using the old logo on their phones. However, everything else they are presenting is going to have the new logo. In a blog post, blog post Lundmark, the CEO, said the company's new logo captures Nokia as we are today, with renewed energy and commitment as pioneers of digital transformation. He also said... Nokia was built on the heritage of the previous logo, but it made it feel more contemporary and digital. To reflect our current identity, this is Nokia, but not as the world has seen us before. Again, lots of words. Not yeah, really sure what he's saying. saying <laughs> he's saying words yeah. from the dictionary. Pure gobbledygook. But yeah. it felt important to keep like quotes in. Yeah, maybe <laughs> one of the listeners could, could get yeah. what he was saying. Yeah, someone call in. And tell us <laughs> what that what means. But I, uh, with all this information, I thought we could just maybe spend the next couple of minutes talking about the new logo and what we think. I didn't put any notes down about um, what the actual like logo is representative of because I couldn't find anything yet. Just this is such a new story. Um, but we can use our own opinions. Um, the old logo was uh, 
mono font. Uh, Nokia was written in a mono font. Very, I don't know, normal tracking. It looks normal. It looks heavy and very, you know, very late 90s kind of. Yeah, it kind of looks like it would be on like a tool. Yes. Like yeah. if you went oh. to like Home Depot. Yeah. Which if you ever used an old Nokia phone, that is exactly. It was, it was a You similar. could use yeah. them as hammers. Yeah. <laughs> the new logo, however, is very flashy. It's yeah. very new it's way. It's very abstract. It's very PlayStation. Yes. Oh, yes. exactly yeah. It reminds me of. There's a lot of like implied lines. Yeah. So, listener, the new logo has um the first two lines in an in. However, the last line that goes up is missing, as well as the stem of the K and a partial fragment of the arm on the A? Is, is that no, I think the arm is, like, the horizontal. Okay. But honestly, this logo reminds me of, in our type class, our professor asked us, like, what makes a letter form a letter form? Like, how much can you take away before you don't recognize that letter form anymore? And I feel like each one of these... Like the K, like you can still tell that's a K, mm-hmm. but if it took away anything else, you wouldn't be able to see it. Yeah. So I feel like, I don't know, Nokia's really assuming that we can <laughs> decipher all this, but I do like it. No, I like it. I like it a lot too. I think, um, I, I like how f- futuristic it is mm-hmm. compared to their old one, but also just in general, um, it's kind kind of flashy, which I think is fun. Yeah. But what I really liked with it is the first image I saw with the new logo, it was paired on top of like it was like an this was a digital image, and there were wires under it, and the like they were like braided together and like kind of tangled looking. And I don't just the comparison of the two, they looked very reminiscent of each other. So I could definitely see like their ideas for this new logo not really sure how I could put that into words other than saying it looks like wires but it also kind of reminds me of like the information that flows through wires if Mm -hmm. that makes sense it looks very much like a pattern Mm -hmm. like it'd be a great pattern kind of like the stuff you see when you're like you're building a computer the like green thing yeah like on like 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 a trace on a circuit board. yeah yeah the circuit board Mm. all that's like it's giving technology. It's like, <laughs> I wonder though, because like obviously this is, they're much more of like you were saying, they're like a like a legacy like networking company mm-hmm. now. And I wonder if they've had, you know, since Sunday, I wonder if there's been any grumblings from like the old people that run IT departments and all these big businesses. It's like, wait, what is, because I brought up the example when we were talking earlier about like. The first time I saw the new Kia logo on the road, I had to stop and do a double take and then mm-hmm. Google it. I was like, what kind of car is this? I can't yeah. tell what. Which Because granted, it's so different. Yeah. This is a little bit more instantly like readable. Yeah. It still is going to catch you off guard a little bit. Right. It looks Greek at first, but like yeah, literally does. Greek. But, you know, I wonder what their, their target audience of. You know, grumpy forty to That's fifty true. something IT engineers. The older think. people are not. I don't think they're gonna grasp this as much. There's a certain charm. It's like the the old Nokia logo just looks like it'd be on a like a uh, a big business tower somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. so diehard nineties. Yeah, a couple of things I've so I looked up Nokia stock because you know when we talked about Tropicana and they changed their logo, they lost a ton of yeah. money. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Overall, Nokia stock is going down um, just in general, but specifically from Sunday, like when they released it, 
to the next day, it went down. Today it's gone up. Um, and also the lo- the logo has been like updated when you look them up on Google, which is just kind of fun. Um, and it's also like the stock itself has gone up today, but I think it's a little like there was a noticeable like decline on the day they released the logo. You know, there's I don't know if that's specifically related, but it could be. I assume it would be. Look at us looking at the stock stonks. market. Right. Yeah, stonks. Well, it's time for another ad break already. I know. Um, you'll be listening to When You Sleep by My Bloody Valentine. And together we're listening to Saturation Italicized. It's everyone's <laughs> favorite part of the night. A slow, soft slumber into our next show, Silly Willy Tune Time. But it would not be complete without a game. So we love true. games. And today we have a logo game. And Yay. two participants. Hooray! <laughs> Yippee! Yippee! <laughs> All right, so today's game is a logo game because I was talking about logos, so it was already on my mind. Right, of course. Um, but for a change in our setup, I do not have multiple choices today. Y'all are just going to have to use your big, smart brains. I feel like this is one of those tests where it's just fill in the blank. It yeah. is. And, like, I'm already yeah. more scared. But the questions are really easy. I went through them with Will earlier, and he knew all of them. Okay. Okay. So they're 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 pretty easy. But I thought this is good too, um, because the listeners at home can play along pretty easily with this because they're very well known logos. That's good. Okay. Question one: What famous website's logo involves a planet made up of puzzle pieces with alphabetic symbols on it? Wikipedia. Why did I like literally couldn't think of it? But yeah, I don't think I would have gotten that question. I just don't, I haven't looked at the Wikipedia logo in so long. It blends in with the background. It's, it a, it's white and black, yeah. Have you Which seen the Wikipedia like. redesign? It's not good. Wait, Wait, what? Yeah. It, it's what? like they changed the layout and it's just not as good anymore. Really? Yeah. It it, re- it reads like, you know when you go to the library and you have to like research stuff on a Cy- Encyclopedia Britannica or whatever? Uh-huh. That's mm-hmm. what it feels like now. Well, when I looked it up, the first article was like, you can barely notice it, and yeah. that's the point. And you can notice it a lot, at least to me. Maybe I just spend too much time on Wikipedia. But. It's fun. It's a fun website. All right. Question two. What famous shoe company's logo is three thick lines made up of a shape or that make up a shape of a tilted triangle? Adidas. Yeah. Adidas. Adidas. I know. I almost said it like that, too. Adidas. Do y'all remember their old flower logo? Or it looked like a flower, oh, I guess? Oh, yeah. It was it's like... The, yeah, what was that? I don't I don't know. But when I was like 11, maybe, maybe younger, uh, I went to the beach and, you know, they do like henna tattoos there. And I only had like, I think like $25 oh. to spend on a henna tattoo. So I was flipping through the book and I was like, oh, that flower is kind of like pretty. So I got it and then realized it was the adidas logo so i had a henna adidas <laughs> logo tattoo for like a week where or was it on, this is on my arm so t- this is 2014 core mm-hmm. right here. so 2014 like core really tight ringer <laughs> tees guys you know what we should do we should have like a 2014 themed <gasps> show where we just talk about like all of the like memes of the, like the keep calm carry on like oh. all of the stuff of that time period MCU that's so much edits fun. with song lyrics over them okay say what you want but like the indie aesthetic then the indie design unparalleled oh my gosh i like it 
I like indie design more then than I like it now, I think. It's what probably you, nostalgia. Do you have, like, an example? Like, what do you mean? I mean, the design? first thing that comes to mind is, like, the, like, pictures I was talking about earlier. Like, the yeah. lyric pictures with the aerial. But even, like, hmm. <laughs> oh, my, you're going to hate me for this. Not the alien tees in specific, but, like, the aesthetic of the alien tee <laughs> The alien tee with like a skater skirt and then the no, 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 but the skater (laughs) skirt and then like the like knee high or thigh high socks. Yep. Yeah. It's not good, okay? It's but it's 2014. Listen, I was I, I was it. I was still cis back then and I was so <laughs> jealous that I couldn't rock that. I was like, "Oh my god." I, w- I so I was writing Wattpad fiction, fan fiction you back then. Would. You, would. you would. You would. And every every chapter I would specify that my like character, my your name character which was uh said to be Ariana Grande. That's I would up- also upload a picture of what they looked like and it was Ariana Grande. Um, but every single chapter, I would say that the Your Name character was wearing a skater skirt with Vans. Every single chapter. <laughs> <laughs> I was and on it. the people of the time ate it up. Oh, my gosh. I w- I'm just going to say the specific oh, – oh, gosh. If I say this on air, I'm worried, like, someone will find it. But no one's listening. It's fine. Um, no the- one's listening except for all the people on Spotify that are going to download this later. Ooh, okay. Well, don't search this out. <laughs> But I will say that the specific fan fiction I'm talking about was number like five, maybe in Josh Hutcherson fan fictions or something like that on no, the Josh <laughs> No, you know what movie I rewatched that opened up the like 2014 mind to Tw- Hunger Games? Literally, that's like in my top five favorite trilogies. Okay, honestly, I remember hating it, what? but I started, okay, I started recently, I just skipped the first one, and I just started on the second one. I love one. the first one. Mm-hmm. This first one's so overdone. The second one, that's mm-hmm. where it gets juicy. Second one is the best one by far. I think so, so too. So good. But, but I, I love the first one. First one's camp. It it's is camp, camp, baby. It is camp. All right, back to the thing we were doing. Um, <laughs> This one's a silly little ender, too. Y'all, y'all know this. Um... And finally, what energy drink company has a logo that has been repeatedly spoken out against and conspiracized? I made that word up, by the way. By religious extremist. Hint: the logo is three claw marks. Monster. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Really. It's monster. Yeah. I have not heard about that. That's crazy. You haven't heard? No. Yeah, oh, my, there's one specific video y'all need to look up. Just look up like. Karen complains about monster logo or something, but it's this lady she set up at some conference and she just has like a booth where she like is say she's trying to show that like the monster logo is like actually like the devil. It's it's the it's the devil's brand or something and they're trying to like brainwash you and like it's Illuminati like that whole it's like, you know, everything. A stretch, yeah. But it's something something apparently the claw marks look a little bit like the number six in the Hebrew alphabet, and there's three claw marks, so they're like, oh, it's 666, and it's called Monster, and this, and that, and blah, 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 blah. Nah, it's just an energy drink, y'all. No, that's just claw marks. It's just claw marks. It's a, it's a monster's claw marks. Yeah, pretty much. But that is all the questions I have today. And um, that's, yeah, that's it, it, I guess. That's it that's until it. next week. Until next week. Well, there is silly willy tune time after this. Oh, yeah. But this is all of the design you're going to get for it's today. It's all the design you're going to get on Audio Jungle 91.1. <laughs> I'm still so like in shock every time you do it. It's so good. Well, stay on air. No.
that's not what I'm trying to say. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Don't you listen. move that dial. Oh my, why are you so good at this? Yeah, literally. Can you come you... on our podcast? You show us up. Yeah, no, but you need to like record this stuff and put it in the array. So okay. Ooh, when yeah, you're not here, you can be here in spirit. Right. And you should go into voice acting. Yeah. Thank you. In, in that order. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you all for tuning in. We really appreciate it. And War Damn Eagle. Thank you for listening. This was Saturation Italicized with your hosts, Lauren and Lee. Tune in next week at 9 p.m. on Tuesdays for more art and design discussion. And follow our Instagram at saturation.italicized. War Eagle. Eagle.